Four years. It's a lot of years. If you had four years, they'd call you a freak. What? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't four follow. Year, four years. <laughs> oh, God. That's not good at all. That's terrible. Most <laughs> person, you didn't get it. Hello and welcome to episode 214 of Path to Cube. I'm Kevin. I'm Fernando. How's it going this week, Fernando? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well as well. Ah, oh, love the intros. I don't like the 214 episodes in. It feels forced. Have I done it for about 190? I don't think that's true. More? I don't think that's, no, way less. <laughs> yeah. I guess like probably the first 100 were like almost Pretty like 99 on, yeah. or something. And then the last 100 was probably yeah. like 30 or something. I don't know. No, that's too yeah. little. Yeah. So this, this week's episode... Uh, we're going to be going over the modular cube again, um, just as a, a final nod to to the idea, um, a recap about the modular cube, what it is, how to implement it, what we found about it, and you know any any opportunities in the future to to expand or or, or work on one. Um, yeah, I think I think really the the idea of the modular cube was, um, I think I don't know the exact source, but it was. Someone on Riptide Labs had came up with an idea for um, instead of a, a static cube, just having uh, interchangeable sections where you can uh, mix and match different uh, themes, archetypes, and have a cu different cube to play every time you uh, put it together. Yep. Yep. So um, I know. Yeah, go on. Fun. How we started with the modular cube idea is we had a 720 cube, I think somewhere around then. Yeah, 720. Then... Oh well, yeah, no, not 720. So what is it? Uh, you have to add a uh, yeah, add 24 a and then 24. Out. Yeah. So what is that? 720 would go seven. Yeah, because it's it's twice 384, right? So 720 mm -hmm. would go to 768. So we had a 768 cube. <laughs> I think. And then and then I think um. You know, back then I think the cube was was very rough around the edges. There was a lot of cards we were learning that worked or didn't work. Too good, too bad. Um, well, we had the, I, we had that problem with like I'm gonna pick on Sigil because we did have Sigil and this yeah. was a problem. Was that yeah, you couldn't go into enchantments because you didn't know if Sigil was coming up. But if Sigil did come up, yeah. you didn't know if there was enough enchantments. And so like we needed to put like something akin to like 50 enchantments or something and when you do the math to like guarantee a certain percentage of the time you actually need like quite a bit of enchantments yeah i think i think basically what it came down to is the larger cube that you have um the harder it is going to uniquer archetype archetypes and themes because if you're going to pick a card that needs a lot of madness or a lot of artifacts support a you know support. You, yeah you need a lot of cards in the cube and if you're not going to be seeing all the cards in the cube how can you guarantee that you will have enough and you can't really um you know you can the expected value is too low and then no one really wants to go into it because they're not sure they'll see the card that they um need to support or pay off it and it gets worse the bigger it is so like 450 
if you go with the standard sizes, so it's 360, 450, 540, and then 720. So like mm-hmm. at 450, it starts getting bad. At 540, it's pretty bad. And then at 720, it's quite awful. Um, unless you like completely warp it and shove like, you know, 100 enchantments in the 720 cube. But then it like ruins the whole point of having a bigger cube rate. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, yeah, I think you stumbled across the idea of the modular cube. And then after that, I think you you went to town and, and converted what we had into yeah, a modular cube. It's pretty easy when you start off. Like, it's complicated, right? Because it's easy in the regard that you can always take your cube and then split it into modules in a core. Mm-hmm. But if you do that and you want to add something else, you like, I think that's how we did it. I don't remember. But, like, and then it's like, oh, we're adding a module. And then it's like, oh, shit, we have to tear apart this module but then modules, that tears yeah. that module yeah so so it turned like pretty quickly we find it. yeah we found out that it's mostly it's easiest to like take your cube split it into a core and then instead of splitting it into modules think of all the modules you want and then go from there so that you're not constantly like built so like if you're like if you don't have a madness theme but you do want a madness theme to be added then add it at that moment right add as many because like Adding the every, like that's one of the big downfalls of uh, having a big modular cube is that when you make a change, like if you make a change of a card, you know card A for card you know, B in module one, and then you're like yeah but I don't want to cut cu- card B, so then I'm like card B is going to go into module two, which means that card C gets pushed out, which then goes into yeah. card module three, which then pushes card D out, and then put the, like you can have that go on for like ten cards, and then even cycle back right back to like the. <laughs> the same mods you're in and add a card, remove a card. Um, there, there is a lot of yeah that that maintenance of it <clears throat> can get pretty tiresome. Uh, yes. Well, and the so bigger I... it is, right? But then, like, <clears throat> the whole me. point of it is that it can be bigger. Like, that's 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 where yeah. you gain on the modular cube is that you like oh you like playing with madness, populate heroic, uh, dredge, uh, reanimate, mm-hmm. like all all these strategies. Oh, okay, or like you know that's cool. Well, then you need to like, um, you, then then you need to have a huge cube, right, or many different cubes. Yeah, and but, I and I do think, um, you know, having having that core set of cards that is going to be in every every cube, um, and and what we filled it with was um, like the good stuff type cards, like your your basic um, efficient removals, um, enabler cards that'll that'll fit many different modules or support many different modules, and then. You know, for a time we had lands in that as well. Um, uh, shock fetch, yeah. Shock fetch. Yeah, shock fetch. Um, and that way you don't have to keep balancing those aspects in your other in your other modules. Yeah, stuff um, that you need to you don't want to include in every module, right? So like if you remove if you include one piece of removal in the module that or in the in the um, like let's let's make it easy. So we did eight modules, one core, right? So if mm-hmm. if that's your case, then if you add a, a piece of removal in the core, that means that you your EV per module just went down by 0.25, your EV of removal, right? Mm-hmm. For example, we did ramp. So we had like Lotus Cobra, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, what's the bird called? Uh, Birds of Paradise. I don't know why yeah. I forgot that. And Noble Hierarch, right? So that, that's three pieces plus like uh, Farseek. Mm-hmm. So, that, and, uh, so that's four pieces of ramp. Well, that means that the average module now could have one less piece of ramp. Yeah, and you would still have ramp required, right? So it's the stuff that you need to make everything function. Um, 
to make all the general archetypes or general good stuff decks to function that's kind of important and then like things like jace that work with everyone or things mm -hmm. like bull of nylia that that just works randomly with a bunch of shit like it's an enchantment it's an artifact uh it helps attacking decks yeah. uh like mid-range attacking decks it, it kills flyers things, it puts yeah. counters it gains you life it it, it um, manipulates the graveyard <laughs> and you know and library too right yeah. so it helps you yeah. with tutor strategies too right so like like there, it just does so much uh, maybe being an inelegant card, but still, like it, it, it that's the kind of card that that um, is yeah, good you'd want in the uh, core. Yeah, and then yeah. we also had a section for lands because we found that lands worked way better if they weren't in the module. So that you were like, I think we added thirty. Yeah, we added thirty lands. We say we added because we have recently moved away from the modular cube, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, not because of the idea being bad, but because of personal things in our life. But mm -hmm. um, it's uh, like we we added. Uh, three cycles of lands so that allows you to play with all the different kind of lands and it just randomly select it so it's like you could have a fast land and buddy lands and cycle and bicycle lands and uh all sorts of lands uh, and that wasn't uh, always the lands. case we kind of had like the core lands and we put lands in each module and put and we mm -hmm. kind of had the idea of well this is a um a module that cares about the graveyard so here's like a land that you know might might help you in that regards or here's a here's a land that helps a faster deck or a slower deck depending on the module yeah um but that added to the complexity because every time you wanted to add a new module or change some cards around you're looking at where do these lands go like is it better to have this land in this slow deck or in this slow deck um so we just removed the mod like that aspect of the modules and kept the modules um just yeah non-land oh well non way more lands. streamlined yeah, yeah. way more streamlined to to the theme that it's trying to um, obtain, it, it and, also and that punished, seemed to work work easier. Yeah, it also punished some color decks because sometimes, like maybe all there was no red white module, right? No module had the combination red white. But obviously, the whole point is that like you can mix and match stuff. So maybe you built a red white deck. Like maybe one one module was burn, and then another one was heroic, and then you made this heroic red white burn deck, right? But then like you could just not have any lands other than the fetch shock because just the modules were like didn't match up that way and mm -hmm. so like that was pretty punishment and punishing so it was way better when it's like okay you're gonna get five cycles of land fetch shock plus three random ones which could include a second shock um and then like and it was just random so like sometimes mm -hmm. sometimes white and blue would have the fast land and red and black would have the buddy land but that's fine like at the end of the day that doesn't change too much uh your card but it does allow you to play with like different it allows you to play with different lands every time and allows you to make slightly different deck decisions. Maybe if you have the fast land, then you can have like, you can, you play a bunch of different color of one drops, but maybe if you have the buddy lands, you made a, you make a swap and play a different, like that, those are kind of interesting decisions that you got to make based on the lands you get um, that are very minor and don't happen very often, right? Yeah, and I found that, um, you know, you know, one thing with the, with the modular cube, yeah, keeping, keeping the modules um, streamlined made updating easier but that's one thing with the modular cube is that updating it um, is great because you have so many cards you can easily add modules um, it's easier to, to find room for new cards you want to try out you can add new themes right like for example yeah. if you really liked uh, I don't adventures know what's a recent yeah I would, I would say adventures but adventures are kind of tough but sure let's say you're like really if you have a lower power level you liked adventures and you wanted an adventure theme thing then you could just like add a completely different module right mm-hmm that's really useful. Uh, or snow. Snow's a good one. Now that there's more snow, 
like now you have enough to like okay now we can do a full-on snow module you just add it in and it's perfect it's so easy yeah and you don't uh, have to worry about anything else yeah. um you know you do lose out when you're mixing and matching the whole point is you you grab the core and you grab um a handful of modules to, to make a full um cube um you're gonna sacrifice on color balance yes um, and yes. that's usually okay I think it's um, as I long think it's as pretty good. you yeah. know. And one thing we did when we would play with people who might not be as into the modular cube is we'd actually say, "Here's the percentage of cards," because we had it all on Excel, so we could say, "Here's how much is green, here's how much is blue," mm-hmm. um, just so someone going into a draft, you know, sees some good white cards and realizes that white got skewed. There's only like ten percent white cards instead or, of. Or well, I could tell 20. you that it's not close, not 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 open, right? Like if you have yeah. a bunch of green cards, you're like, "Oh, green's open." It's like. Well, yes and no, right? It's going to be yeah. able to support more drafters. Yeah, the modules we chose may may have made it so green can support more because there's more cards. Um, and knowing and, you know, stuff, and when... knowing stuff's open or closed, right? Well, it's not open or closed, but open or not mm-hmm. open is whether like it's more about what the cards you're seeing, right? If you're not if you're not seeing a lot of ramp, but you're seeing a lot of green cards, maybe like yeah, well, other green strategies are open, but ramp isn't. But that that's also true of a regular cube too. Yeah, and the great thing with the modular cube, you can you can mix and match it in a way that um, you could either pick entirely random, or you're like, I really want to try this this module we made, so you just force it. This is gonna be the one we pick, and then um, you can either randomly pick the other ones, or you can try to make it so the color is somewhat balanced if you wanted to. Um, so it's really, you know, player's choice how they want to pick the modules each time. Some people like full random, but yeah, I think we, we like we, we liked it selected random. Yeah. yeah, we did yeah. a lot of select random where it's like these two are. are in and then we'll just randomly pick the the rest in a way that doesn't um you know we skew did, the the balance too much we did more full random when we did triple sealed or team quad sealed when we're doing those yeah we did a lot more full random because uh then it doesn't really matter right there's no drafting anyways uh when there's yeah. drafting then then sometimes we did full random but a lot of times we did uh we did some selected random just just to make sure like because there is a possibility that you pick no black modules, right? So, like, yeah. it's not that it's, like, we're trying to line up everything perfectly. It's more like, well, let's try to get each color being, like, represented roughly 20% of the colored card pool, right? Yeah. Um, so it's, like, 15 and, to 25. And these modules could, could vary slightly. Like, we didn't have, like, a this is a, you know, a black module or this was a, a you know, red aggro is kind of, this is a zombies module and there could be, you know, white, blue, or black in there. Um, you know, because those were wow. all the zombies. Bad, bad example. Because zombies were just blue, black. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, enchantments were absent. How's that? Yeah. Because <laughs> the white, white zombies from turns out like, and that's one thing, right? Is like picking your power level. Because at our power level, we wanted to play with cards like Snapcaster and Lightning Bolt and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And as a result, like the white zombies from uh, Among Cat yeah, just weren't good enough. If you picked, I think, like, I think maybe the modular cube would even shine more if you did a limited power set, a power level, because mm-hmm. then you could pick a lot more themes too. Like, you could really, like, build it out. Uh, but at the same time, I think you would also suffer by having more uniformity in cards. I think, I think, it, I think that, like, uh, so you, I think you benefit from having more themes, but then I think your themes end up looking more alike. Yeah, um, there's not. Yeah, it's not as distinct because yeah, you have lots of similar you, cards and kind of yeah, and you might have stuff like like I don't I don't actually know if this would work, but let's pretend. But like maybe you have a Bushido theme or something like that because that was a theme in sta- in mm-hmm. standard in uh in limited, 
and then you also have a heroic theme, and then maybe those two things just end up playing really. I don't, I don't think those two would. But like, uh, well, I don't know. Let me put up a, a better example. Um, heroic and bloodthirst, like blood, uh, bloodthirst, bloodlust. Which one's the one that you, Gore Clan Rampager? That'd be uh, bloodthirst. Blood rush. Blood rush. That's blood rush. <laughs> yes. Uh, Gore Clan Rampager. Uh. Blood Rush, yeah, that's Blood Rush. Mm-hmm. Blood Thirst is when you deal damage and, <clears throat> excuse me, and you get a counter. It's like Blood Thirst X, I believe. Um, yeah, Blood Rush. Anyways, so like maybe Blood Rush and Heroic end up looking very similar, right? Because you're targeting creatures and it's all limited power level. So like that's I think the downside of a limited power level uh, is that it, you know, your removal ends up being very similar. That there's not a lot of there's not as much as the games end up being similar across different modules. While I think that when you're power, higher power level, you're mo- like you're gonna you're gonna push more into the uniqueness because you can and because the power level demands it to. So mm-hmm. you know I do think that in the end I, I would I would recommend a, a close power level to ours, but knowing that you, yeah, there's stuff that's just not gonna be doable because it'll be too weak or yeah or or there's not enough cards sometimes right like that's the thing too it's like we did a you know our our core was uh um was not that many cards and then each module was 37 cards right so because you have 37 cards modules then like that's quite a bit so then if you're looking at something like adventures like you said there's just not 37 adventures that that are in that power level right and so you just can't do it but that's fine because i think a lot of things a lot of things that might seem like good modules aren't right like we tore apart for example morph turned out that was way too weak Mm-hmm. Um, what's another man? It's been so long since we tore down a module because it was it was didn't work out uh, or it was too weak. Like we tried we tried saplings to work for so long, yeah, right. But they were um, just always like never quite got there. Yeah, and so it's like yeah. it's perfectly fine, I think, to like just be like, okay, I guess this wasn't the power level high enough. That's fine. Because yeah, um, you know, like like I think that's part of the cube cube process and in, in the in the philosophy is you're gonna have to play test. You're gonna have to. Um, try it because you you can't theorize on on paper you kind of have to go out and play it at some point yeah and i do think i do you know it it is a lot of upkeep in the sense if you want to add new things but if you ever like okay i don't want to make any changes anymore ever or i'm or i'm only going to make changes once a year for example so you wait until there's a one year's worth of cards released and then you look at it and change it i think i think that's perfectly fine because you don't need to keep changing. I think where it becomes problematic and where we, you know, why, why we don't do it anymore is, is like, is if you, like, it, I think the Madra Cube is the best way to play an eight-person cube, uh, mm-hmm. especially if you have a regular play group. You know, if it's not like, oh, I know yeah. 24 people and a random eight shows up, then it's like, yeah, if people aren't playing all the way. But if you have eight people who play every week, for example, or like six yeah, people like who play every play week, group. something like that. Yeah, then I think it's the best way because you get to change it up and you get to mix and match and you get and it really like develops your like yeah, card no evaluation skills. No one gets to skills. learn the cube enough to to be like, oh, I know this cube. I know exactly what strategies are good, which ones are a bit weaker. Um, this one, it's it varies, and you could not you could see some combination you've never seen before and be like, oh, this is awesome. Well, and you have um, to evaluate that on the fly, right? And you have to be like, yeah. I'm building this deck. Oh, can I use this? Can I not light? Right, like it's a card that you like. You might be building this random, I don't know, heroic deck, and then some card from the dredge deck is there, and you're like, wait a second, this actually would work. I don't. I'm just making yeah. shit up because I'm picking stuff. But like, you know, like a combination that never would have been there. Like, so every time you draft, it's a whole like different set of cards, and like that's guaranteed. Like we had fifty some modules, 
And I did the math once, and it wasn't even that high. It was like it was less than 50 modules, I think. And it, it was like 56 million combinations, right? So every time you play, at least if one module is different than before, and it probably more than, even more than that, two, three, four, uh, mm -hmm. like are combinations that you've never seen before. And so like you're guaranteed to be evaluating cards and packs that are different. Now, obviously, if, you if you're playing a red-white deck and it, you swap a blue-green blue module for a different blue-green module, then it's effectively the same. So it's not like you have 54 million completely uniques. But even, even if it was like 100,000, mm -hmm. no one plays cube 100,000 times, right? Like there's not enough time in life to do it. Yeah. So... <laughs> Even if it was a hundred thousand, like every, you're always going to be changing, like evaluating different, uh, you know, have different card evaluations, even without changing a single card in your cube, and you're always going to be able to play different things. You're going to have a, you know, like you play with madness this week. We had it like if you cycled, you know, if if you just split it into five groups of eight, because you have forty modules, for example, or six groups of eight, because you have forty-eight, or you know, at the beginning, and then you play six different weeks. And then you res like like you you're guaranteed not to see the first modules until six weeks later. Mm -hmm. Well, and then like after six weeks, you just reshuffle all of them and come up with new six groups of eight, and then do it again, right? So you you're guaranteed not to be seeing. So you can play things like Storm, for example. Like I don't want to play Storm every week. I don't want a cube that has Storm every week. But with the modular cube, if you have forty eight modules, Storm pops up once every six weeks, and if you don't like it, your odds of playing are like less than fifty percent, right? So you literally only have to play Storm once every 12 weeks is your EV. Less than once every 12 weeks, right? So, like, it, it allows you to include things that, like, maybe shouldn't be drafted all the time. Like Storm or Dredge, the stuff that are less interactive that some people might not like. But then also the people mm -hmm. who like it still get to play it, right? Yeah. Um, I do think overall it is the best best way to play. Um the, yeah, the best I, way to play eight eight person cube. Yeah, I think for replayability, that's you know, modular cube hands down is is the winner. Um, you know, because you keep the power level the same, and if, if yeah, week after week you can play and never never see the same thing. Um, one, one one thing with the modular cube though is is upkeep when you do make changes. Mm -hmm. um, it can take it can take a long time to to get those changes in. Um, so even though it's it's a great way to try the new cards coming out um you know you have to spend the time to look at where you're going to put them can they fit in existing modules what do i replace do i create a whole new module and then after that it's physically putting well, those cards just in, in the physically cube. do it but like yeah three of us would often take what an hour yeah we, we'd kind Probably. of show up a, a bit before the rest of the play group would show up or we or as a whole play group we'd we would proxy a lot of cards because you know standard was wouldn't yeah, you the prices quite a bit you should always so we just proxy have our list, know which module it's going into. Um, yeah, print it off, and then yeah, just have a system. <laughs> well, but the thing is, you gotta open, you gotta find the module. Like for example, we stored our modules in different deck boxes. So like, you open the deck box, you find the card, you pull the card out, then you swap with the new card. But then that card you removed sometimes is going to a different module. But like, you don't want to skip ahead of modules because the, you have a whole list of all the choices. So you you leave it on the side, then you pick up a different one, and so it's like it's like a whole fucking thing. Yeah, it's like. It's a whole thing to do it. It it does require yeah. a lot of investment to make changes. It requires a lot of investment to plan those, like to physically make them, to plan those changes. And then you, it also requires a lot of investment to balance, right? Because yeah. it's one thing like you can balance, like 
yeah, once it's balanced and you are not making changes, then it's all fine. But balancing requires quite a lot and like you and you don't get the repetition as much. So you have to infer a lot based on like, okay, this module performed well this time, but I know that this other module did perform worse against like so you have to infer a lot of power level from based on the environments that I was in. Mm-hmm. And power level of cards, like it's it it that part is is quite difficult, and it does require people who are pretty good at magic, I would say, or decent. And it, then it requires also a little bit of rep, like of rep, and like trying to make it better and and observing yeah. and doing stuff like that. I know, uh, you know, for us, the module cube was the best way we could, you know, support this podcast by being able to look at the set reviews, then test the cards right away instantly, and not have to worry about overhauling our entire cube and i think that was able we were able to try out a lot of cards and, and do a lot of the the work that people would have to only guess about or see what what would work um oftentimes people have their list of cube they'll take a look at all the new cards coming out and they might have you know five cards they might think about and maybe two cards they're replacing um, whereas we might have you know 10 cards we're looking at and we just put all 10 in and then we force 10, next time 10. we play. Yeah. Okay. It's like, like 25, 40, 30. 50. Yeah. <laughs> so like 30 Sometimes cards and like then we'll be like, okay, let's, let's put them in. And then next time we play, we're going to make sure a couple of these modules with, with lots of the new cards are, are put in. We just, see Oh, and we made that play. rule. We made that rule where you had, if you had a new card from the new set, you had to play it <laughs> as long, as long as it wasn't like stupid, right? Like if you're playing, yeah, as long as it wasn't like a pick that was not in any of your colors. Yeah. Or no, no. Or like, um, or if it's like, oh, I have a madness card, but like I can't discard shit, then obviously mm-hmm. you don't play it, right? Like if it's a super thematic card and you can't play it, sure, then you can't. But like if it's like a random dragon or something like that, or you know, a random removal spell or something, like draw spell or stuff like that, like that stuff, like we made it so it's like as long as it's not stupid in your deck, you had to play it. Yeah. Especially if it was sealed. Because then it's like, okay, I know I have to play these cards, and then you have to make decks that like worked with them. Um and like that was a good way to test new cards. Like we learned a lot about new cards from from forcing yourselves to play it. And I do agree. I think that like probably we played with more cards in a like in this power level than almost any other cube player in a cube environment, right? Just because yeah. of that, because it was just like, oh, new set came out. Oh, here's like sixty cards we can try. And I think that's a big problem with people is that like a new set comes out and then they have a list of like 15 new cards that they want to try. And it's like, dude, you have a 360 cube. There's no way that those 15 cards are right, right? Like, like you should on average, like with the number of magic sets that are out there, even if you only count from modern cards, like only like, uh, yeah. uh, uh, what is it called? Mirrored in or, or more recent, like you still should have like two cards per set or something, four cards per set, right? Yeah. And unless, some of those sets unless are really you have good. like you know what would be a cool cube idea it would be like a rotating cube where you just force yourself to always play like kind of go with the standard flow or something or go with yeah but it's too fun to play with like all like yeah it's like, true and, know, then, and then when you're like oh no I have to get rid of this fun card which is just great in the cube you're like I don't want to I'm gonna keep it <laughs> well yeah, and that's, that's the it. thing like there's a lot of cards and, and like that the Matra Cube allows you to play random cards that would never make it like I, I one of the ones I like is uh, Seraph. What is that? It's uh, it's from uh, Ravnica. No, not Ravnica. Which one's the one with with Orzov? Was that Allegiance? That was Allegiance, Ravnica right? Allegiance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, let me see. Ravnica Allegiance. Uh, for some reason, my Chrome is not working. 
Does my voice sound okay during? Yeah, you sound fine. You know, I've been having issues with this, where it doesn't want to like. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay, sorry about that. We're trying to ascribe fault. Ravnica allegiance. So it's Seraph of. I really like it. So it's it's a four three for two black white. Uh, you pay white and against vigilance, or you pay uh, black and against death touch, and then it has afterlife too. It's a cool little card, but yeah. like it's not special or anything, right? But it plays really well. And when you have a modular cube and you have space for it, you can find a space for that card, right? And I think that that's what it like. That's where it shines. Is like it's stuff like that where, where um, um, Seraph of the Scales. That's what it's called. Um, and it's oh, and it has flying. I forgot to mention that. And it's amazing. <laughs> Um, but it's like it's a cool card. It's pretty decent. It's powerful. Four three flyer for four. You can give it vigilance or death touch, and it has afterlife too, right? So like it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It is a mythic. Um, and like in a three sixty cube, it would be it would be very hard to justify that card, right? Be very hard to justify it. Um, and like that's I think that you know that's another part that modular cube shines is like letting you play all these cool cards that wouldn't wouldn't be able to in a 360 cube because you just wouldn't have space right it like it doesn't like you'd rather play something else that maybe has a little bit deeper gameplay or something like that but with the modular cube you just like oh well the something else is in a different cube so mm -hmm. it's fine, or a different module um but yeah yeah it does have its downsides um and i think one of the biggest downsides is draft is like and i think this is the true for any 360 cube is like one v one, right? Is like two person, two person drafting, um, or even four person drafting or something like that, mm -hmm. right? Like we we came up with hierarchy draft that that helps with that, uh, and helps with four four person drafting, and it makes it pretty good. And then we also have you know triple sealed and stuff, which works really well with the modular cube. But like if you don't consistently get, I I think that the the you know the reward for doing all this and like. You know, because because of all these upkeeps that we just talked about, like oh, you know, you making changes is really hard, and adding a new module is hard, and and balancing is hard, and it's like if you're not gonna consistently play, right? If you're not playing every week, or you're not drafting with more than four players every week, or you know, ideally more than five, actually six, seven, eight. I I don't think that it like I don't know if it if it pays off. I think we, I used to think so, but again, we never, we always played every week, right? Like I think up until COVID. Yeah, we were, we played pretty consistent. Yeah. We played every week since we started the podcast or since, you know, a year, a year or two before we started the podcast, right? I think from 2015, 2014, 2015 to all the way to um, 2019. Yeah. So it was a little bit before COVID. Um, we played every week. Right. Yeah, that's it was like one of those things where it was like scheduled in, years. and it was like, it was like, if there's no no news, it's it's on, right? It was one of those those types of schedules where, you know, you assume it's you know we're gonna play and yeah yeah we yeah. broke we yeah obviously there was weeks where we there's a few, few weeks it, right like oh it's work, Christmas or something yeah. that's a Saturday and stuff like that and like sometimes yeah. people are busy but for the most part we played for four or five years running, um, mm -hmm. probably an average of three times a month maybe maybe. F yeah something like that three 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 and a half times a month uh and like 
and I do, and I think so. I think we never felt the the down that downside, right? Because we also had the module cube before before we started the podcast. Uh, but like, I do think that recently, as we've been playing less and less, I do think that then, that that's where you start to experience it. And then when you look forward and you're like, well, I'm not even sure that I'll ever play with eight again. Uh, and I'm you know going to play with two, three, four maybe people, and then you start playing other games. So it's like even if you have four people, maybe you play a board game or a different game. Then it's kind of like. Well, like you lose, like the benefit, like the benefits don't outweigh the 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 investment that you have to put in, right? You also have to be pretty mm-hmm. invested, right? Um. So I think I think that that that's something that you have to keep in mind of. I you know, so like I do, th- I would recommend it if you're willing to put in the investment and in, in all this stuff. But like if 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 what you we just said doesn't apply to you, then I don't know if the modular cube is the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, if, if you're, if you have a, yeah, I think, I think this is like really, yeah, if you have a dedicated play group that's, you know, weekly. loves to play cube and plays on a weekly basis or bi weekly, I guess. And, you know, you want to play new cards and play different cubes. And really, there's, you know, th- this is a, this is a great way to do it. You can even like, even like by community run it with your play group to, to make updates and everything if you want. Um, I think know, that yeah, I, I outsource not, it. Yeah, make it so that it's not only one person's job. Yeah, have, so like I mean, a couple people in the play group are are looking at cards, looking at where to put it in. Um, you know, because I don't know how other steady play groups play, whether or not they like each person has a cube and they just rotate it. I don't think um, so. I think most people only one guy has a cube, right? Yeah, that's my guess. Or he has multiple cubes. And that's kind of like I've always wondered, like you know, people who make make cubes. And they have a play group, and they play it a few times. Like, how many, how much times do people have their cube played versus, you know, like we've already thought that people over the have much more online than they actually physically make, and now the ones physically made, how much are more of a collection, and are played only once or twice versus. So I mean, like during the entire lifetime of that person yeah. owning a cube, yeah, with a full eight man, man, I would guess like under ten on average, ten to twenty yeah. maybe. Because there are people, no, because there are people who are going to have cubes who get played like 100 times, right? Yeah. Or 200 times. Like, the thing is, 200 times is weekly for four years, right? Yeah. So, like, I yeah, I think I maybe 20, maybe 20 times probably. Like, I could see half the people not making it to 20, but then you'd need way more if there's the dude who makes it to 200, right? So, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think the median, I, w- I wouldn't be shocked if the median was 10 to 20, and then the average was like 20 to 50. Mm-hmm. Maybe, that's, maybe that's a reasonable... Uh, because I do think it would be strongly skewed for the bottom, but I think that the guys on the top would like s- way sway the 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 mean. Um. But yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't, I don't know, right? Because like that's the thing, like I think, I think it the Magic Cube rewards you being in franchise, right? If you're in franchise and Magic is your main hobby and you're not playing other games or at least not any like paper games, right? Like or like physical games, maybe just play online, right? Uh, or like on the computer, other games. But like, if that's the main thing you do, and you get together every week with your friends and you do it, then yeah, it does reward. But like, when you stop being franchised, then it becomes that thing where it's like, especially if you paid for a lot of those cards, it's like, well, you are rewarded for getting your money out, right? Because it's just money sitting there. And it, I don't know, then it becomes like, do you want it to take up a huge amount of space? And you want it to like, sit there? Or do you want to move on right I, I don't know 
and or you know or do, like if you're going to move up away from it then it's a lot of work right it's a lot of work and you're if you go into a smaller cube then you're you're losing a lot of uh, a lot of archetypes that you might like or a lot of cards that you might like or cards like seraph right you go to 360 cube there's no way you're going to do seraph at the scales like there's it's mm -hmm. just going to be very hard and if you do then you're going to lose other cards cuz if you know like how much how many cards did we have like we had let's say i think 60 mod let's do 60 modules i don't even remember uh times 37 that's two two thousand two hundred twenty cards right so you're at plus two thousand cards and that's just the modules then you got the core and stuff and you got lands like to cut that down to a 360 list or smaller like we're like we're looking at um for for a 1v1 cube design it's um i think it's it's very difficult it's it it becomes a whole like now that's a whole extra lot of work right so to get out of a modular cube is also a difficult thing um but i again i do hold the opinion that it is the best way to do it if you if with all these caveats mm -hmm. it is the best thing you can do because it's uh you just get a huge range of stuff and you get to explore a lot more things um yeah but at the same time i don't know i don't know if you maybe if you're casual you just you do a battle box thing with the same idea right it's like here's a madness deck here's a dredge deck here's a snow deck and all this yeah and you, and you build just, kind of somewhat balanced decks yeah. across or and make or them even lim like, limited you know, power I, level. I think i think like jumpstart also has kind of sparked a lot of people to try to do that mash two different kind of themes together and play it um you know kind of a similar two modules make make a yeah. battle box out of that it's, so mm -hmm. i think i think you know jumpstart and battle box are very similar to a modular cube but you know minus the draft aspect um and you know, take it a bit further away from from the the OG cube. Yeah, and um, I think drafting is really good, right? Like, I, yeah. I don't, I don't want drafting. Like, drafting. Fun, yeah. yeah. So, like, I don't know. I guess if you go full on casual and you're just like, you just want to be like, sometimes, occasionally, maybe play with your partner or you want to play with a friend that comes over and you're just like, you know, if you're if you want the same kind of experience as Commander, but you don't want to play Commander and it's just two of you or maybe four of you. But like you want to play competitive, but you want the same kind of vibe as commander in the sense of you bring a deck and you just play it and you're cool. Like I think a battle box with this would be amazing. Like you make it mm -hmm. limited cube power level, right? Like our, for example, something close to our power level or even weaker if you want. And and then you just like take your, you know, you can always take your modular cube and then like split it into like, okay, well, I'm going to make a madness deck. And then you make another deck and you do like, and then you kind of balance them all out and you split the cards. And then you can't even put Seraph of the scales in one of these decks, right? Uh, and then you can have all sorts of, of different decks that you can just go on the shelf and, and grab. And maybe you have 20, 30, 40 decks, maybe one for each module, 50 decks. And, uh, and then, and then, then they're all like refined and stuff. And I think that'd be, that, that could be quite fun. Right. Cause then it's like, Oh, I want to play a dredge deck. Okay. Take the red, take the dredge deck then done. You're playing dredge mm -hmm. now. Right. And you're good. Um, uh, I, I think that th that could be pretty cool. But but then then you are sacrificing the the one the drafting aspect, which I think I think is one of the best parts of Magic. So I I don't know if you want to do that. Yeah, and I mean going going back to the to you know curating the modular cube, I think one thing we should mention, um, you know, a question we get asked is how do you you know keep your modules separate from each other when you pick them and then put them together? Um, and I just want to want to make note what we did was um, we just got a bunch of stickers with letters and numbers on them and then a module would would have an associated letter or number 
or and two letters or another yeah, or two letters number when... because <laughs> you, you after you hit 36 you ran out you couldn't even use them all because zero looks like o's and yeah. like ah uh, what is it eyes look like ones and yeah. so like you can't even, you don't even have 36 you have like 30 or 25 yeah. of them so then, we ended up yeah on the on the inside uh double sleeve since the entire key was double sleeved we put a sticker um on that and it would just be a or you know b or c type thing or, and then know. at the end when you're putting away the cube you just separate into piles and then count to make sure you're not mixing because that was also one thing that was that was scary was <laughs> oh one time when, we when, screwed up oh my god when when a card got when you counted like only 36 and every module should have 37 and you have you know 40 <laughs> modules to look at you're like oh crap yeah, Where you always card? count before. You always we always double <laughs> always count double it because check, one time and we, we always missed. got someone else to double check. So someone would always count and then yeah. hand it to the person beside them, and they count, and then it would go back in the box. Yeah, well, oh. counting while looking at the letter because one time we missed it and we had to open every single one to look. And the worst part <laughs> is that when you look through them all and you've missed it. Holy cow! Yeah, yeah, like, that happened look, once or twice. I think one time we looked through them all, we couldn't times. figure it out, and it was just like it got stuck in the land box or something. <laughs> yeah it was right it was like yeah. something stupid like that where it was in the land box or something yeah i remember yeah. that and then, yeah that was a nightmare so like after that we always started double checking and then that was fine that never happened again because if you have two people looking through uh it, it generally doesn't happen um and also the thing is that once you flip it through and like i i think that's why the second time that it happened it was in the land box was because like we all we you count right so you gotta like if i count 37 even if i screw it up and there was really 38 when I count the other one, the other one's going to be a, like one of them must be a 36 and you catch that, right? So really you're counting it like, yeah, you're, two people are counting it. But then because you count everything, it needs to be like a swap is the only mm -hmm. way to do it. So if you look through the letters, then then you generally find the swap in it. So not like, like it, it, that's the, you know, you eliminate the, oh, the card A is in pool B. Uh, that would affect the numbers, right? So then you also need a card from pool B into a card into pool A and then... And then, uh, and then that, yeah. So it's just like it, it, it just didn't happen. But it is, but it is, you know, it adds more to like teardown, right? Or more, it adds. Also, you have to shuffle all the shit. So you always cost, like, you always have to shuffle your entire cube together as if it was sorted, because all the modules are are sorted, right? Well, quote unquote sorted, right? All the all the all the modules are together. So when you shuffle it all, you gotta fucking shuffle. So it does add a lot to shuffling, and it adds a lot to separating at the end. Um, so you gotta remember that. Mm -hmm but still pretty good still pretty good i think the best draft i've done was like that uh that rotisserie on the moderate cube was real good um the last one we did that was pretty good that was one of the one of the more fun drafts um that we did but yeah like that yeah there's there's been a quite a bit of Quite a bit of times with Lamadre cubes that have 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 resulted in some epic drafts or epic games, or like by drafts I mean like a deck coming together, right? Um, so, uh, I yeah I like I'm glad we did it, right? Like I you know as much of it, it's a pain in the ass now, but and, uh, and to like tear it apart and shit and come up with something something slick slicker, I I am glad that we had like four or five years of playing it, yeah. and. Uh, and it certainly did fix a lot of the problems that we had with 720 card cube, right? And and I, you know, for you to have hit 2,000 cards, that's like, you need to have, what, six different cubes? But the problem is that you're also going to need all the same, like, it's not even six different cubes. Because, again, like, the core is doing so much heavy lifting, right? 
that if you if you were to copy the core in all these six seven cubes now you may you maybe you have seven or eight cubes right mm -hmm. uh and you need to acquire what like is every, you're gonna have like eight sets like eight sets of fetches eight sets of Mm -hmm. of shocks and eight <laughs> jace friends prodigy and eight heroes down like eight dotsies like that's not gonna happen right <laughs> no so yeah i think i think yeah i think i think kind of summarized if, if you're the type of play group that's gonna want to play new cards plays regularly then modular cube is probably the best way to to do that um you know if, if you don't have a regular play group then i think you'd you'd look at maybe a you know a, you know a different type of cube something that you know won't be modular or else you're just kind of going to be doing all this maintenance and not actually going to be able to to enjoy and and play it and and that was really at the end of the day what it was all for was you know even though it was a lot of prep work an hour you know before and after to you know add cards remove cards mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know make sure everything's in order make sure you're not missing anything everything's back in its place um all the setup time you know added maybe 20 percent to the day but you know, at the end of the day, every week you gotta play with a different cube, and that that's awesome. Yep, I agree. I agree. Uh, but yeah, like I, I think I would be, uh, you know, after after four years of the podcast, I think I would be more hesitant than I what I what I was on episode one or two, I guess, because episode one was a set review. Mm -hmm. But whatever. Uh, in the first episode, then I then I am like, or sorry, I'm more hesitant now than I am. Than I was in the first episode to recommend someone to do more. I think we preached mm -hmm. a lot more the modular cube, and I think now, now that we discovered a lot more of the caveats, I think I'm more. I'm. I'm. I still think it's just as good, if 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 not better than what I thought back then. Uh, but I am more hesitant to tell someone to do it or to encourage someone to yeah. do it. I, I I'm think, saying yeah. I would be like, think about a lot before you do this make sure that you have a play group that's going to get regularly make sure like you know like a, unless you want to do it as an exercise or like for fun then that's fine if you think if you if you have a huge amount of pleasure from doing it then just fucking do it but if you're doing it for all the benefits you know that are not the design aspect if you ignore the design part and you're doing for all the benefits of playing then i think it's like do you have a group of at least four people who are going to get together every week or you know three times a month or two you know bi-weekly two times a month every other week on average throughout the year and that's going to maintain itself for the next three years four years if so you know at least two years then i think i think it's i think it's worth it then i think it's it's like mm -hmm. something to consider it's like okay think about it are you the only person who has a cube or like or do you do it as a group then it's fine if if there's other people who have cubes in your play group and they don't want to do a conjoined modular cube because you can always do okay let's work together or you do these modules and i'll do these modules and when i change a card on mine that frees up a card then you can take that card and put it in your module right so like like you could do a, a shared effort thing where everyone helps everyone in all you could do it all yourself you can do it as you do modules a through b a, a through f and then they do g through k or whatever um like there's a lot of ways that you can organize that part but i think also but like if someone else has a cube that you alternate then now you're only playing I'm, i meant like you have to play your modular cube or your group's modular cube every week or every two weeks on average for the next through two to four years or something then i think it's like fantastic I, I would highly recommend people to 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 consider it but like yeah but like i i, I don't think we would have thrown that caveat in four years ago or in episode one mm -hmm. no i agree yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think you know with with the the podcast coming to a close in the next few episodes, we wanted to to revisit the modular cube and kind of refresh people if they were unsure because I I think that is a, a big portion of our podcast. Um, you know, we talk about it. Um, and and we you know that that was why we were able to to talk about a lot of cards. Um, so yeah, if anyone's interested in, in learning more, we have a couple couple episodes where we went more in depth in, in building it and episode sixty four I think is the no not sixty yeah, yeah sixty four I think is or sixty sixty one something like that somewhere around we usually link it. Uh, in, I can in... I can tell you in a second. Give me a second. Uh, sixty one, no fifty one. No, yeah, that's so sorry. long ago. More info is 51 on starting 61. But I think that that 61 was actually a re a re-recording from like episode 4 or something like that. Yeah. Cuz we did one really early and then on 61 we're like, okay, let's let's go over it again because people haven't heard it and then and then after that we just linked cuz I think 61 we did a pretty decent job. Yeah. Um now I don't want to I don't want to like our next episode is going to be a like kind of a, a retrospective on the whole podcast as a whole. But so I don't want to touch that, but I do want to touch on the retrospect or like on like, what do you think of like, do you think that modular cubes will die after um, or quote unquote die or they won't be talked about anymore after we stop, you know, like, cause we only have two episodes left. We're not going to talk about modular cubes anymore because again, like next episode, the la- next one is, is the, you know, the one before the last, which will be, which will be a retrospective on our, our whole podcast. And then there's one more after that be a special episode as people have already guessed since it's six cubed um but and so like you know this this is the last time we're going to talk about a modular cube do you think that that you know and do you think in a year or two years people will still even know what it is like no the modular cube yeah not our modular cube but no like the con like because you I know think that, so. like i, th- I, I think, think that, i think i think people will know about them you think, I think so the idea is gonna 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 live on I don't know because I think when we came out, I think there was a a spike in people uh, like knowing what it was, and understanding what it was, and I think that over the last year or two, I don't. I think it's kind of faded down because I I do think that it does have all these problems, right? It does require mm-hmm. a huge investment. I think that I, I as we talked about a few episodes ago, I don't have no idea why because we're we're recording all out, out of order now, right? Mm-hmm. So like I think it was episode two oh seven or something like that, uh, where we were talking about the map, right? That uh, what was the cube? What was the cube podcast that made it? Yeah, the the uh, lucky Papers. paper radio. Lucky yeah. paper radio, yeah. So like, and we're talking about when I think we mentioned we're like, okay, how many cubes do you think only get built in in digitally right like they never get built in person and i think we said yeah. something like 10 percent are are actually built so 90 percent are just like exercises just, let's say yeah. and so i think that's part of it i think part of it is like designing a modular cube is a whole escapade and also you do need to test it it's not something that you can just put together and say oh look at my modular cube that's themed and it's also because a lot of people don't do it it's not something that can be really re- be very related to right and then you also have the fact that programs like cube tutor or cube Crowbar like are not easy like you can't really like you have to create a whole new cube at least in cube tutor uh, you have to create a whole new cube to like do a proper draft right because mm-hmm. it's, it's when you have your module cube and it's all there tagged like it when it does a draft it just picks the cards randomly from everything and so you have to create a whole new one to like pick cards mm-hmm. from right and so that's a problem um 
but and so like I don't I don't I think I wouldn't be shocked if if in two to five years like no one ever mentions a Modric cube again. I think that's too bad. Uh, but I do think that like you know things come. Yeah, with I think there's there's a there's a swan event where you do have a played group that that hit the same things that we were doing, and you know people you know you have people maintaining the cube that are just as interested in testing and, and designing. Um, you know, and then that would be a perfect solution. So hopefully they they stumble across it in the future. Yeah, they well, come across those. Like, it's also like know, that, that problem of replayability with a steady play group. But that's such a good problem to have, though. I think in in the cube community is having a regular play group, and that's the challenge we've always had: was how do you get a regular play group, and are you going to be able to get eight? Well, if someone doesn't show up, how do you draft then? Um, you know, so, uh, so well, I think... and, you, and it's not even like if you have more, right? Because it's like, oh, what we just invite 10. Okay, what if nine show up? Yeah, what are you gonna do, right? So then now we're doing weird drafts and stuff, and yeah, mm-hmm. and like, and the, yeah, I, I do agree in that, but it also requires someone to like not be into any other aspects of magic. I think if you're if you're if you're an EDH player and you're a constructed player and you're a limited player and you play cube, you're not gonna have a modular cube because the modular cube takes up too much time, right? Um, that's time that you could be designing other stuff, uh, that you could be working on other problems of design. Um, so I, I do think that you also have to be like, have a play group that is lazy. Like when we played cube, like that's all we played. Like, yeah, I played FNM sometimes and, or I play on, or we would draft online. Um, but none of us played constructed, right? Like I haven't played constructed since 2015. I don't even think we had them all. Well, I guess we did, but it was towards the tail end of it. Right. Um, it really became like, that was like, not only was magic our main hobby, but playing cube was the really mostly the only way that we would experience magic other than some limited, which is very close mm-hmm. to be fair. Right. And only digitally, right. For the most part, like um, together as a play group, we only played cube, right. You played EDH. I played on F and M. We both drafted sometimes, uh, you know, some eras quite a bit, some eras, you know, some sets only three or four times, some sets plot 20, 40. I think cons was like 50 drafts probably you and I did. But together we mostly just like played cube, right? Um, and I think that that's, what, that's part of what you also need, right? You need a play group that like gets together and just plays cube, not like, oh, we're going to play cube this week. Oh, we're going to play EDH this week. Then it, I, I don't think, again, you're not getting the repetition required to like fully benefit from the all the extra work that you have put in. But uh, I hope I hope people will still I hope some people I mean I'm sure some people who have modular cubes now today could still have modular cubes in five years but I just don't think that like to be fair I don't know what cubes gonna be like in five years um, I don't know what the cube community will be like or anything like that um, yeah, who knows I mean it's always gonna be gonna be changing you know it would suck if it stayed the same so <laughs> oh yeah but I don't no I meant cube in general I don't mean like cube ideas I mean cubing in general. Um, more about like will people still be cubing if i because like it's gotten to a point where ed where wizards has taken over all the mainstreaming cubing right like they do cube on arena they do cubes on uh and i know sometimes it's designed by people right or moto or arena but i do think that that detracts and you know people playing more more arena more and more arena i don't know like is is magic going to switch over to being more of a digital game that when it's not edh Right. What happens after COVID? What happens if with with cubes playgroups now? Right. Like, 
it, are people still going to get together like that and 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 do that? Because it's easy to be like look at pros and it, or like main cities like uh, Seattle, LA, or or New York and stuff like that. And you always oh, there's like a huge magic scene, right? There's a huge and they do they do team drafts leagues and stuff like that. Yeah. But when you're talking about away from those areas, right, at a place like Calgary, the community is a lot different, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I I don't know I don't I don't I don't know what happens there. And uh, and I don't know if people have the urge to build a cube in in the future. If if there's already so oh I want to play a cube I can just play online right. If I'm gonna play maybe maybe EDH kind of dominates what cube used to be or not what cube used to be because it was never but EDH. What, what's but like, gonna be that eternal paper format? Yeah. Or or like we get together with friends and you just play like maybe EDH the growing popularity EDH moves people away from from playing and and the people who want to play a competitive format like that like they can always play now cube online so why would you play a paper cube why would you build a paper cube um, mm-hmm. why not just play online I don't know I don't know I, I, that stuff I don't know so like I don't I don't know exactly what will but assuming it stays the same as it is now then I I, I think that that there will be less talk of modular cubes in the future. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I mean, again, I still stand by the idea. I still stand by the concept. I just think that, like, some things have, some things negative side makes it so that it doesn't apply to as many people, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's kind of like how, like, Magic player base. Like, Magic is always going to be a complicated game, right? It's always going to have, too, like, a significant amount of rules. Yeah, if, if, if Wizards announces magic basics or something and it's like a simplified version of magic like that's it's just not gonna <laughs> yeah like it's, well, it's you know imagine the controversy around that and it could well, be yeah, a strictly better maybe rule you have a, yeah, yeah maybe you have a bigger player base but then you would have this downsides and i think like and i think the down the biggest downside is that magic isn't a team game right like team magic kind of sucks um and it's not supposed to be i'm not saying that it should be but i'm saying that like when you look at co- uh, complicated video games right they like MOBAs, like MOBAs are incredibly complicated. They have so many fucking rules to them and so many abilities and interactions you have to know and items and, and like, it's a whole thing, except guess what? You can get together with four of your friends and play it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like every, you know, pretty much everyone I know who started playing a MOBA started playing because a friend of theirs played it. Right. Like very few people, uh, well, no, that's pretty much everyone I know. But very few people who do get into MOBAs get into it just randomly, right? Like, that's the success of LoL. That's the success of Dota is like, oh, I play LoL, come play with me. And then you invite your friend who doesn't play and then they start playing, right? While, like, a, something like an RTS, you can't play with your friends, right? That's also why, mm-hmm. um, what is it called? Like, things like um, uh, Fortnite. What is the genre? Battle? No, not a uh, Battle, battle Royale. Yeah. Like, what's the popular mode on those? It's teams, it's or you know or like uh, the the what, like what's the other one partners or whatever yeah squads is what the call of duty i think based one is what is it mm-hmm. apex um or warzone whatever apex or warzone they have like squad one of them has squads and it's like okay squads is the popular one right like when uh when when that uh, one game that like uh, pubg when pubg um when pubg um blew up like it people it blew up on the the three three man and the four man squads or or two man or four man squads or whatever it was like it was it, it, people that's that's the thing that makes it blow up it's like playing like people like playing with their friends right mm-hmm. and 
and magic doesn't have that and so like playing with your friends is playing in person kind of right like that's the interaction but i do think that like that may that like that restricts your player base um into the people who play magic today right i, th I think it's harder to get other people into it because they're not playing with you they're playing against you yeah um it's with you but against you right? <laughs> like you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah. like it's not it's not the same as as a team game right yeah. it's, no, it's I, I get what um, you're saying yeah and if you look at like i'm looking at the top at every single at the top list on uh on uh what is it called on on twitch right now and yeah. the only non-team game is fifa right yeah. and fifa is a whole different game because it's, it's soccer right and it's like super popular in south america and europe um yeah. but then and then they're like and there's exceptions like chess and stuff but but that's my point right like i i, I think chess has a cap I don't think everyone like I think chess blew up, but I also think that like I can I know plenty of people who will never pick up chess because yeah. it's just not their thing. But I could see them picking up any of these other team games if their friends played it, right? Mm -hmm. Because because that's that's you know like that the you know that's the personality, right? Um, so yeah, yeah. So I I don't know I don't know uh, I don't know. Be interesting in a you know like now that you know we don't have a podcast, we can just like check in like we don't have to like know what's going on not that we know what's going on for the last like year <laughs> mm -hmm. but like you know i uh i've already i unsubscribed to to the magic youtube channel the other day and i was oh, like yeah. nope don't need to know any more of this shit go away um yeah i don't look at previews anymore i've i've glanced through the the current previews which aren't current when people are listening to this again time travel um but uh but like yeah like when when the new dungeons and dragons set comes out i probably won't even know i would be shocked mm -hmm. um i'm kind of hoping like in three years or something i'll be like oh let me check the last and then you just get to like glance through t three years worth of magic cards and be like oh that's kind of interesting what they did there oh that's kind of interesting but uh but i plan on making mm -hmm. no changes that's to 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 the cube that i end up with um yeah yeah so hopefully someone's playing modular cube because we gave them the idea and they're enjoying it and they're getting all the benefits and maybe they'll pass the torch because they'll pass you know someone else will be like oh what is this idea that i vaguely saw on some website or something and they'll be like oh yeah it's a modular cube and uh and then maybe that's how it passes on you know as whispers in dark hallways at night Wait, that's kind of poetic. I thought it's pretty good. All right, it's pretty good. All right, all right, all right. That's gonna be the name of my sex tape. Get it? Okay. It's like that joke on on Brooklyn Nine Nine where they're like, "That's the name of the sex tape." That's what you should have said. Whispers in a dark hallway, and I. That's pretty good. <laughs> like, that's pretty good. That was a. I, th I thought that was like that was a. That was, that was a solid five out of seven, but that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I'll just I'll just be quiet and then. And uh, yeah, maybe you know, maybe some 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 podcast that starts like you know in a year, and then they have like three years later, and then they'll be talking about you know there used to be this podcast that died like five years ago, <laughs> called Path to Cube, and their idea was of a modular cube, and this is how it worked, and it it'll be like you know like there'll be like kind of archaeologists, archaeologists yeah archaeologists like discovering a whole new you know like they're like oh you know what I ran into I ran into this old website or old mm. Uh, podcast called Path to Cube, and they had this modular cube idea, and it's quite fat. Like you know, and it'll be like like we have like a 
it's like lost technology you know when they make like especially like uh cyberpunk or or some sort of like dystopian futures like that mm-hmm. that uh, they're like well this is lost technology uh, <laughs> it works but we don't know we just you know we've lost the ability then maybe that's how modular cubes are going to be it's going to be like the lost technology of uh of of magic cubes yeah. Am I going too far? Just, just, just way out there now. Like it's just like delve into something completely different now. <sighs> I regret nothing. <laughs> now this is the part where you say something because I've I've talked for too long there, and like yeah. we all saw what happened. So, <laughs> so or heard. Anyways. I guess. Anyway. Yeah. There you go. I was about to say something. No, I wouldn't anyway. actually. I've been reading. Uh, I've been reading uh, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. And, yeah, uh, nice. 2,000-year-old reading. A little bit less, but yes. Yes, I think it was like uh, 150 AD, so, so it's not quite the 2,000-year-old birthday. But, uh, but I, I think, you know, he learned from, I forgot what the dude's name was, and it's like about not, not correcting people's speech and, and, and just ignoring it and then replying it correctly. So essentially is don't correct people, but speak correctly yourself. Yeah, be, be the change you wish to see. Be the change you wish to see in the world. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But you don't draw attention on it because, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't call the peasants for being peasants. You know? But you can talk better than them. But you talk better than them. Exactly. Exactly. That's, I'm paraphrasing a lot here, but that's pretty much it. Um, would recommend. Good read. Uh, also five out of seven. If I put some rice on it, pff, nine out of ten. You should just learn. Uh, what did they speak? Did they speak uh, Latin or Roman? Uh, well, Latin. I don't think Roman's language, right? Yeah, it's Latin. So Latin. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Roman's read it Latin. in the original Latin. Latin must be confusing because it probably changed a lot too. From uh, like how long? Well, Latin, this is like how... like we don't even. I, my understanding. Like reading old English is even a pain. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's how I read it, right? I read it in older English. I'm reading it in like the an older translation. Like uh, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly where, but it's it is an older translation. It's not like because it's less paraphrasing that way, so you get kind of more of it. Um, but like my understanding, and I could be wrong, but this is what I heard someone say once: is that we're not even sure of exactly how pronunciation of Latin used to be. And so you know, veni vidi vici. I came, I saw, I conquer. Sure. So it's 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 V I and I and then V I D I and V I C I or whatever they are. Vini Vidi Vici, right? And apparently, it's supposed to be pronounced actually Weenie Weedy Weechi, which sounds w- way worse. <laughs> Weenie Weedy Weechi. <laughs> yeah, because I guess the U the V is actually a U sound, right? Because they didn't have U's. It was all it was all V's, and it's actually a U sound or something. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, so like, you know, some stuff we do it wrong and some stuff we're not even, I, my understanding, I, and I, I could be 100% wrong here, uh, so don't quote me, but it's, or, you know, do your own research is what I'm saying, if you care that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's like, it's like, we're not, it, A, some stuff that how we pronounce now or how we think it's pronounced is wrong. And then some stuff we're not even sure of how it should have been. Um, because like, you know, there's no, there's no speakers, modern day speakers and speakers of today learned from essentially like textbooks and not from speaking. And so, you know, pronunciation isn't written on a textbook because, well, like when I write the word cat, I know how it sounds. So I don't write, 
you know, like like essentially linguistics wasn't a thing. <laughs> and this is yeah. why linguistics is like a whole thing is like, well, you see this language got lost, but don't worry, we wrote it all how it was pronounced properly following this linguistics alphabet. And and like that preserves it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, that wasn't around for Latin. So when they wrote Vini, we're just like, is it Vini? Is it Winnie? I don't know. And like some people know, like the Latin experts and shit, but like apparently some stuff isn't 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 all that clear. So yeah. Uh, today I learned, I guess. T I L. Yeah. Um yeah, wow, we really devolved. I guess I guess this podcast is a good good yeah. uh, is a good representation of or this episode is a good representation of what our podcast has been for 214 episodes. Yeah. So here's a focused episode on modular cubes. Also, there's how you pronounce weenie. <laughs> uh, yep. 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 Anyways, that should anyway, that should wrap it up for for this episode of our recap on the modular cube. So yeah, I think I think if you're interested in the idea, you can you can look back at some some prior episodes we have on it, um, and then yeah, really really take into account the the, the things we, we mentioned in this episode on whether or not it should be something. Think a lot uh, before you start. Yeah, because <laughs> once you start, it's it's a rabbit hole for sure. Yep. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, and think yeah, and also think about how many hours, right? Especially if you're gonna be the only one that's going to make changes and stuff out of your playgroup. It's not a like combined effort, it's your own personal cube. Well then, you know, like how many hours are you willing to devote? Because when a new set comes out, you easily could be looking at ten hours just to make all like think about the changes and make the changes and stuff if you if you care a lot about it, right? And you wanna and you wanna like, you know, make it a good experience or you you know, because like th- part of the problem too is that if it gets too big, you're talking about 50 modules. Well, it could take like like six weeks to play them all. So then, and then even then, you've only played a module once. So then it's like, oh shoot, like which one is which one is uh is well balanced? And if so, like the more you think about it, and the more you try to be right the first time, then the less changes you're gonna need. Which means it's like the less it takes to get to a good state because getting to a good state is difficult when you have when you when getting a data point per module is so is takes so long, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. But whatever, do what the fuck you want. That's that's, <laughs> yeah. that's my theory. I, I'm not gonna tell you how to play Magic, man. If you want to come up with like uh, war, and it's like you just reveal the card, and it's like highest highest CMC wins, then fuck, go for it. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna tell you tell you not to. <laughs> Sounds miserable, but you know, it's, it's it's your Magic cards. All right, that's wrap it up for this week's episode. Till next week, happy cubing. Peace.